It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Actually, really anybody at the media at all. Everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But no, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard. It is episode number 148 of the Locked On Redskins podcast, and. It is good to have you aboard with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for uh, checking us out. And we'll start right away because coming up on today's episode, we're going to hear from Redskins head coach Jay Gruden in just a moment, as well Redskins quarterback Josh Johnson and from Trent Williams. A lot of sound from the press conference room over at Redskins Park where they all addressed reporters. Uh, So we'll bring you the sights and sounds on a Wednesday at Redskins Park as the Redskins officially began on-field preparations for the Tennessee Titans. Don't forget, again, that is not only a very important game, it is on Saturday afternoon in Nashville, kickoff at 4.30. So let's get to it right away. From an injury perspective, what you're not going to hear from Jay Gruden is that Colt McCoy, Ty Ansecki, Uh, And Jordan Reed and Maurice Harris were all out. Of course, Monte Nicholson was out as well. We'll get to him in a sec. Here's some possible good news. Ryan Anderson, who's missed the last couple of games, and Tony Bergstrom, who's missed the last couple of games, were both questionable uh, on – I'm sorry, both limited on Wednesday. And why that's important is Bergstrom would go back to right guard if he can play against a talented defensive front. Jarrell Casey of the Tennessee Titans, uh, but also Luke Bowenko struggled so poor, uh, so badly on Sunday in Jacksonville. So they're, you know, really in need, quite honestly, of an upgrade. Not that Tony Bergstrom's great, but he's better than Luke Bowenko. Uh, and Ryan Anderson gives them a little sizzle off the uh, edge in terms of the run uh, and can occasionally generate a little pass rush and allows you to rotate and keep fresher, hopefully, late in the game, Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith, not to mention he's your goal line fullback if he goes back to that particular position, so on and so forth. The Redskins also put uh, Josh Holsey earlier this week on injured reserve, as well Danny Johnson on injured reserve. Um, They signed Jeremy Reeves, a defensive back who's a rookie. Now, the Monte Nicholson situation, they put him on suspended uh, – in uh, I should say, they put him on reserve 
NFI, which is a list basically be essentially it's a suspension. He wasn't hurt, obviously. He's not injured, so he can't go on injured reserve. It is a different list, and he is done for the season. He will not play. Jay Gruden had told reporters on Wednesday afternoon before this announcement came out that he was not going to play Saturday in Nashville and that they were going to meet and have a discussion. The Redskins clearly did the right thing in terms of not allowing him to play for the rest of the year after his arrest, and we haven't joined you since then because we did crossover Wednesday uh, on Tuesday afternoon uh, with uh, Terry from Locked on Titans, and we had recorded that right before we found out about Monte Nicholson, so uh, we haven't been able to discuss this on the Locked on Redskins podcast yet, but for those of you unaware, Monte Nicholson was arrested about 2 a.m. Tuesday morning uh, right near Redskins Park and charged with an assault and battery. The uh, girlfriend or the woman that he was with was charged even with greater uh, crimes, if you will, or greater uh, charges. Uh, It is a misdemeanor for Monte Nicholson, but it is inexcusable. And I said this on my radio show, I would have cut him immediately. The Redskins are choosing to put him on the reserve NFI list. Again, he is out for the year. And... Clearly, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible decision, regardless of what happened for Monte Nicholson uh, leading up to this Saturday's game. And he hadn't been playing on defense anyway, uh, but certainly he had been contributing on special teams. And he is a fourth-round pick from two years ago, and he does have some potential, but his future is very very cloudy moving forward. All right, let's hear from Jay Gruden the rest of his press conference, or a good chunk of it anyway, with reporters at Redskins Park. With the latest injuries, how do you expect the cornerback situation to look this weekend? Yeah, that's uh, we're working through right now. Um, like I've said many times, I'd like to leave Fabian outside. We'll look at, uh, obviously, Stroman back out at nickel, and uh, if need be, we could play Fabian at nickel and Adonis and, and Stroman at corner. So, uh uh, we'll go from there. Vernon Davis has had a couple drops this year on, on just high-profile throws, and, and there's one this weekend. I, I know he beats himself up over it, but is there anything you guys do as a coaching staff to help him along? No. You know, I think he's been in the league for so long, caught so many balls. He has a great routine, man. He works at it every day as hard as anybody, and I think it's a credit to him as far as why he's been in the league for so long is his work ethic. And uh you know, it's just unfortunate. I think that one was such a bang-bang. He expected that one to be down the sideline further, but Josh had to get it up quicker because uh, he had something in his face right away, and when he saw it, he saw it late, and then it hit him in the hands, and the guy made a good play. So, uh, But, yeah, we, we expect Vernon to make those plays. He's a great weapon on vertical routes for us and underneath routes. So uh, he'll just keep working and try to get another opportunity. Jay, in terms of what you've seen from Derrick Henry, what have you seen on film the last two games that allowed him to succeed, and what have you guys done in – your team film room to kind of address some things that you think, or excuse me, let me rephrase. What have you guys seen the last two games that allowed him to succeed? And then with your team specifically, what are things that you want to tighten up or things that you think you all will do well against him in this game? Well, he's a big man and he can run through tackles. He's been doing it uh, for a while. He's got an excellent offensive line playing for him. Their their scheme is very sound. They get a hat on a hat and he's been running through tackles uh, in the hole uh, and then making big plays because of that. So, uh, and then they have the the threat of Marcus being a threat with his legs also, so you can't really all dive into, hey, let's just stop Henry because then Marcus gets out of the pocket and they do their bootlegs and the tight end leaks and all that crazy stuff, and, and it's very difficult. So you have to stay at home, 
Uh, and when you stay at home and he gets to the second level, that's when he's the most dangerous. So, and then he falls forward, he gets four yards because he's about six foot four. So, a uh, very good weapon they have, a uh, very good offensive line. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Hey, Coach, Josh Johnson, with what you saw from him last week, what are some things that you're hoping to see from him this week in his game? I just hope he continues to get more comfortable. You know, we have to throw more at him. You know, Tennessee is an entirely different defensive scheme than the Jacksonville Jaguars, so we're going to have some new concepts and uh, go from there. He's got to handle them. He's got to handle the noise again. I think it'll be a lot uh, more of an issue at Tennessee being a Saturday afternoon and a huge game for them as well. So uh, the noise will be a factor. Uh, but uh, mainly just handling the, uh, what he's got to handle. And he's got to handle the progressions, the snap count formations, the blitz looks that they give you, which is I, I can't name – I can't even tell you how many blitzes there are. There are about 3,000 that we watched. Were there things you saw from him in the second half late in the game, whether they were plays or, or moments in the huddle where like, he's taking control of this, he, he's got this? Yeah, I, I never felt like he was shaking at all. And he took some hits, and uh, we didn't have a lot of success early. Uh, punted a few times. The good thing is we didn't turn the ball over, but I never felt on the sideline that he was a basket case or uh, the game was too big for him. You know what I mean? He was poised. He was calm. Uh, even yelled at me a couple times for not using the wristband number. I forgot. Uh, so uh, I, I like the way he is. He, he's uh, got a great demeanor for the position. You know, and it's not always going to be perfect with him, but I know that he's going to rally the next series and, and make something happen. And because of the way with the run game, with the injuries and all that, do you kind of figure a scenario where you're sticking with a little bit what you're doing last week, some pistol, some Adrian, some this and that, or is Adrian at the point now where after you watch what he did in that last drive, you say, let's try and ride him even more? I think he's always going to be the focal point. You know, it's, until somebody takes them away, if they start taking them away, then we have to be able to adjust and do some different things. But I think still, I think you still have to be balanced in what you do. I don't ever want to go into a game and say we're going to hand it to Adrian 40 times. Uh, I think that's unrealistic. So I think we got to be balanced, uh, mix in some different type of schemes in the running game, mix in some quick passes, some bootlegs, some options, all that good stuff. And uh, the more success we have on first, second down, the more successful we'll be. Jay, speaking of t Titans defense, what stands out the most when you uh, watch their film? They're physical. You know, their linebackers are very physical. Evans is physical. Uh, Woodyard, Woodyard, what was, how do you say his name? Woodyard, he's a very physical guy. We know Arakpo very well. Jan Brown runs around there. Uh, obviously, Drell Casey is a very explosive player at defensive tackle, and he moves around. Uh, but really, it's the multiplicity of what they do, especially on third down. They have three defensive linemen, four defensive linemen. They're an odd. They're double A's. They're, they're all over the place. Jay, that Chris Thompson, Byron Marshall look you guys have been working on, how much of that would you like to kind of deploy in Tennessee to maybe keep Adrian fresh and get those guys on the field? I think it's a good change up for us from time to time, and, and it could be a different personnel group this week, but it's something we can maybe build upon because, you know, both Adrian and – or uh, both Chris and Byron are very effective in the passing game as well. Uh, they're both versatile. They can both run inside zone, outside zones. They can do just about anything. Uh, and then you throw a tight end in there, and you have your sift blocks and maybe some other actions off of it for the play actions. I think it's a benefit, and it gives Adrian a little blow. Jay, what did you uh, think of uh, Sean Dion Hamilton's performance this week, and what's and particularly going forward, how you sort of see him projecting, and then what's the uh, plan at this point in the week for the inside linebackers? I think we're going to sim uh, do it similar. I think we're going to use all of them. And, uh, you know, I know that not everybody's going to be happy about that, but I think Sean Dion's done enough to show that he deserves to play in the NFL. Uh, we love the way he's progressed through training camp, OTA's training camp, and, and now. Um, like I said, I think the most important thing with him is, is it's been his getting his legs under him um, after the injury he had at Alabama. So uh, his injury, his, his legs are underneath him. He's very smart and instinctual. 
uh, and he's made a pretty good impact for us. And I think the substitution pattern, using them all, keeps them fresh. You give each of them a, a package that they can really dominate in their mind and, and feel good about it, and, and they can play fast and be fresh. All right, that's Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters at Redskins Park. When we return, we'll hear from Redskins starting quarterback Josh Johnson. First NFL win in the books last Sunday in Jacksonville. Can he do it again this Saturday in Nashville? Reporters catching up with him again from the media room at Redskins Park. That's next here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard. It is episode number 148. I'm Chris Russell. All right, but first, guys, let me tell you about our friends at Action Heat. Yeah, this episode of the Lockdown Redskins podcast brought to you by Action Heat. Make the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. It's engineered safely. Think about it as a heated car seat. Temperatures reaching up to 135 degrees. It is perfect for anybody on your holiday gift list. Great for anybody that works outdoors, construction, skiers, snowboarders, people that go to football games, right? You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't like football to at least some degree. Action Heat Clothing provides toasty warmth, comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. Available in men's and women's uh, multiple sizes, of course. So get with it now. Man, heated products that fit everyone's budget at just 39, starting at just $39.99. But we have a special offer for you guys, Locked On Redskins listeners on the Locked On Podcast Network. Save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20% with Locked On and Action Heat. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is, again, episode number 148 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Uh, Again, thanks to ActionHeat.com for coming back with us and extending their deal here on the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Redskins. Uh, I ordered uh, some battery-powered heating gloves and some battery-powered socks from actionheat.com on Wednesday morning. So you should go and do that as well. Use the code locked on and you get a nice discount as I did. Again, actionheat.com. All right, let's get to Josh Johnson, the Redskins starting quarterback, meeting with reporters at Redskins Park on Wednesday afternoon. Josh, when you look back at the tape and kind of evaluate your own play with, with the benefit of being able to go back and watch it, how did you think you played on Sunday and what are you trying to take forward and improve on specifically this week? Um, I think I managed the game well. Um, there are there are things I can improve on, uh, most definitely. Uh, consider it being the game that I have uh, first game starting. Um, but uh, what I liked was that uh, we just we we stayed at it as offense. We never wavered, and uh, we just got we got into a good rhythm in the end of the game, and we were able to finish it off. But it was a lot a lot to build on, um, and me just being real critical of myself. 
Um, I felt like we left some things out there as well, so we're going to try to capitalize on those opportunities this week. What are, what are one or two things you think you can build on now getting a full game in, seeing what you did there? What are one or two things maybe you can say I can build on this? Just, just, just playing more, just you know, trusting, the, trusting the guys, really getting to, having a better feel for how they play in a real game. Um, how guys run their routes under a real live situation versus practice. You just get more comfortable and have a little, uh, I guess you could say, have a little bit of better trust with the, whole, with the whole offense, from the offensive line to the receivers, running backs, really getting more comfortable with what those guys like to do, having a conversation and just talking through my thought process and then seeing how they, how they feel about things as well. So when you're in the pocket, you decide to run. What's the thought process? Because some, you know, sometimes maybe a guy comes up, maybe he doesn't. But wh at what point do you know, like, even if that guy's there, I'm just taking off because I see green here? Um, it was just, I mean, at times you're just playing a game, you know. Um, uh, we, you want to remain a passer as a quarterback, puts more pressure on the defense. So, I mean, you always try to remain a passer. But, I mean, you don't want to also take away from your playmaking ability. So it's just finding that balance. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're just trying to move the chains. Move the chains, uh, keep moving down the field, get points, uh, and allow our defense to play fresh. They, and then, uh, and then we play good complementary football that way. And that's how we were able to come out with that victory and with a great team win because we complemented each other well in the second half. What are your impressions of Tennessee's defense and being in Houston last year with Mike Faber on the other side? Just does that help at all? Um, Tennessee is another good defense, man. It doesn't get easier for us. But that's the beauty of December football. Like, we're playing another great team, and the test gets harder. They got a lot on the line. We got a lot on the line. So we're we excited about that. Um, my experience with Coach Rabel, he was, a, he was an energetic coach, very hands-on, uh, really smart. Um, looked like he, he got his team playing real well. Also was around DMPs in Baltimore when I played there. So just, got, just being around those guys, I mean, all their defense has always played hard, and, you, and it's very reflective on film. So for us, we got another great test. Going against it in practice, though, I mean, does it, since you've seen it before, like, does that I mean, help? I mean, it it's different. I mean, some things may carry over, but again, he has, he has a different team than he had in Houston, so they're going to be a little different. And it's also, he not, when I was in Houston, they were getting prepared for other quarterbacks. They weren't preparing for me and my skill set and how I fit in this offense. So it's still that element. We don't know how they're going to view us, just like Jacksonville. So we've got to be prepared for everything that they do, put in the work in the film, make sure that we're ready for whatever. You talked about the offense being complementary to the defense in Jacksonville. Early in the year when this team was, was winning games, Alex Smith did a really good job of not turning the ball over, and that kind of was a cornerstone of, their, of how they won games. You didn't turn the ball over in Jacksonville. Is that something you and Jay talked about throughout the week, even maybe backing off some, some chances you might want to take? No, uh, I mean, that's, that's just preach number one. I mean, you learn that when you first come in the league. You, you don't turn over the ball. I mean, you don't turn over the ball, you have a chance to win football games. But uh, Jay always emphasizing ball security. Uh, he has a lot. Of, we have a lot of great faith in our defense. And good defenses play well when you don't put them in bad situations. So um, I learned quick from my time in Tampa when we, when my short stint there, when I started, I turned the ball over in situations where I could have protected the points. And it was just a great learning lesson for me. So when just being aware of where you are on the field, the situation of the game, and just making sure that we are always putting ourselves in positive situations, the big plays will come. They'll come. We just got to keep, you know, executing. And you talk about your situation and wanting to stay on the field and 
this may be your last opportunity, all that stuff, is preventing turnovers the best way for you to stay on the field? Most definitely. I mean, that's we, when you don't turn the ball over, you're on the grass. You turn the ball over, you come sit on the bench like y'all sitting down right now, you know? So, I mean, we want to be on the field. We want to be on the field. We want to be running plays. We want to be seeing how the defense is attacking us because the more we out there, the more we get a feel for what's going on, you get in the rhythm. When you, when you turn the ball over, there is no rhythm. You off the field, you just sitting there watching, you become a spectator. And uh, we're not here to be spectators, we're here to be football players, so we want to be on the field. You guys scored 13 of your 16 points after halftime, so was that because of any specific adjustments you made at half? And kind of in general, what are your goals once you go in? Who are you talking to? What are you kind of adjusting once you come out of the break? Um, I just think we started executing better. Uh, we cleaned up a lot of our our errors of penalties, whether it was a penalty, whether it was alignments, whether it was executing the play properly, uh, we got a feel for how they were attacking us. Uh, they attacked us a lot differently than we anticipated early in the game. And so we were able to adjust well. Uh, at halftime, I speak with all the coaches, from O-line to receivers to my coach, quarterback coach to Jay. Uh, everybody has something that's beneficial. So I try to just gather as much as information as possible to be able to you know, share that with the guys in the huddle so that we make sure we all locked in. And then uh, we were able to go out and put 13 points, and we want to build off of that. Adrian Peterson's one of the few guys who's been around as long as you have in, in the league. And wh what's it meant to you to have a guy like that in the backfield with you? Oh, it's amazing, man. It's amazing because the look he has in his eyes is like, uh, it's contagious because you see how bad he wants it. And then when you hand him the ball, you just, it's, it's very reflective in the way that he plays. Speaking of the look in his eyes, was there something different about that look? in that last drive because he just kind of took over there. No, AP never changed the whole game. He just, he kept plugging at it. And I mean, when you're going against great defenses, it's going to be like that. That team is not a, that defense is not a bad defense. Like that's one of the top defense in the league. They think they're number five. And so to me, the great players, they keep at it, creep at it and he, and he stayed at it. And then uh, once they got a little tired, fourth quarter, he was able to, you know, pop off those big runs and we were able to finish the game. Just have, you're going to have to ride him these next two games. Uh, we got to ride everybody. Uh, we playing against Tennessee Titans this week. Great offense, great defense. They play great complementary football. So we all got to be locked in. We all got to be ready to step our game up two more notches. This is a big game. All right, that is Josh Johnson, Redskins starting quarterback, as he heads to his second straight start this Saturday in Nashville. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard with us. Again, make sure you follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Make sure you follow the Locked on Redskins podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. And as well, make sure you follow at Locked on NFL Net on Twitter and on Instagram at Locked on NFL Net for all of our correspondence, breaking news, injury alerts, press conferences, quotes, um, analysis, opinions, all of that at Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and on Instagram. Trent Williams is next. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy 
of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, guys, we welcome you back for a final little round here. Uh, we're going to go back inside Redskins Park and hear from a seven-time Pro Bowler now, Trent Williams. Uh, Trent, I've covered since he walked in the door in 2010 as the first pick of Mike Shanahan and Bruce Allen. And congratulations to him. Obviously, he's had a couple of slip-ups in terms of uh, some recreational um, issues and a couple of suspensions, but Trent Williams has been a leader. He's been a pretty high-character guy, uh, always one of my favorite guys to catch up with and talk to. Trent Williams on his Pro Bowl selection and the Tennessee Titans right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. They're a very active bunch, explosive bunch. They got some good, very good players on every level. Um, I mean, the defense is playing well. Congrats on the Pro Bowl. I uh, seven in a row, is it? Are they more special as they keep coming along? What does it mean to you? Oh, yeah, of course. Every year every year has its own story. Every year plays out different. And, um, you know, every year you can top it off with an accolade as such. I mean, it's, it's a blessing. And, you know, you're thankful for it. Did you think some of your other teammates uh, should have been selected? Um, Yeah, you always feel like that every year, you know, it's guys who – who you feel like deserve to make it, and, and guys who have a you know viable case for making it. You know it happens every year, but you know um, just even getting the alternate nod is a, is a big honor, to be honest with you. But but we want you to be angry about Tressway. Yeah, that's, that's what I was. That's where I was uh, going with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, that's, that's one of my sooner brothers, and you know, <laughs> would love to get him in there. Yeah, he he definitely played at a Pro Bowl level, and the fact that everybody notices, I think you know that that should be. Not good enough, but I know that makes it feel a lot better. Sure. I know you've had some more work with Josh Johnson. Uh, what does he sort of bring? What have you noticed from him as, you know, this is like the second week that he's been there? Um, Josh is a, is a very confident guy, and um, you can tell he's taking advantage of his opportunity, and this is extremely important to him. And, um, you know, playing league going on for 11th year, um, you know, I know he's seen a lot of guys come and go. He's still here, and I know that, you know, he knows that the opportunity to be a starting quarterback don't come around a lot, and he has that opportunity. And it's just a pleasure to see him go about the day as he goes about it and, and take advantage of it the way he does. Did you see the video of him kind of pounding his fist on the field? <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, that was, to be honest with you, I was feeling the exact way inside, so I understood. <laughs> That, that last driver, Adrian just kind of took over and, and kind of willed himself to the yards. What, what do you see? Is there like a switch he flips? Can you tell he's about to about to do that to some people? No, nah, just when you give him the ball, you, you let him touch it enough, somebody's going to fill it. You know, he's going to find his groove, whether it be the fourth quarter, third quarter, second quarter. He's going to find, you know, his groove, and he's going to get you the yards. You know, it's just about controlling the game enough to be able to give him the amount of carries that that he and the team needs, you know, to have that balance. 
with, with the Pro Bowl, I'm, I'm curious because, you know, there, there's lots of honors that have picked up in your career now. And I, I know you know your football history. But do, you, do you step back and reflect on what all this adds up to and, and kind of your place in all that? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. I'd be lying to say I didn't. You know, obviously I understand that my, that my race is nowhere near finished. Um, I, you know, I feel like i got a lot to offer. But, you know, it's still... You still think about it. You still think about, you know, the streak of being at seven, taking it to eight. You know, what if I could take it until I retire? Who knows? You know, yeah, yeah, all that crosses your mind. And, um, you know, but it's, it's a blessed situation. So, you know, I look at it and smile. Adrian's pretty close to 1,000 yards. Is that a milestone that's on your mind at all or the offensive line's mind yeah, at all? Yeah, You want to get sure. into that? Of course. Of think course. he can? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he probably should have. We probably should have had him there earlier, but, you know, as long as we get there. I'm, I'm happy for him. I think it's an outstanding accomplishment for a guy who said not have anything left. All right, again, thanks to Charlie Broyhill of Redskins Audio, Craig Hoffman, 106.7 The Fan, for sending that along. Uh, appreciate uh, those contributions. And thanks to Trent Williams, Josh Johnson, and uh, Jay Gruden for meeting with reporters and providing us that sound. All right, before we wrap up things here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, just want to keep an eye on just a little bit of information. You know, we've talked about Bruce Allen. We've talked about uh, Eric Schaefer on the last episode uh, before actually crossover Wednesday with Terry Lambert uh, of Locked on Titans. Uh, On episode number 145, 145, we talked about Eric Schaefer. Uh, being targeted by at least one NFL team at the top of their list to become a president of football operations or a similar sounding title than that. Don't have any more information on that. However, uh, I've been told that there are coaches and executives that are scurrying about and very concerned about uh, the future, the short-term future, and more, as it was termed to me, uh, and we'll end it here, uh, certain coaches, certain executives just exhausted just so tired of the instability and the turmoil and the culture that has been set forth and they want out Uh, I would keep an eye on what happens immediately after the season of course Greg Minuski is in a lot of trouble as we know Matt Cavanaugh the offensive coordinator not necessarily in trouble but he might be essentially a sacrificial lamb so that they can try and keep Kevin O'Connell the quarterback's coach from leaving and maybe have to give him the play calling duties which they probably should anyway from head coach Jay Gruden who I'm also told is set to stay not that that's a big shock but there's been a lot of talk about that but one coach to keep an eye on is Bill Callahan one coach to keep an eye on is Bill Callahan I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen with Mr. Callahan could he possibly leave on his own? I think that's a possibility. Could he be fired? Yeah. But I think it's much more likely that he leaves on his own um, based on at least what I've heard and what I've been able to gather. I'm not saying he definitely will, but clearly he understands the culture at Redskins Park is not a good one. And that could be the tipping point between he and other coaches and executives wanting out before – they even get a chance to stay and fix for 2019 what's uh, ahead. That doesn't mean all coaches. That doesn't mean all executives. But those are the situations that I'm hearing. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for subscribing, downloading. We'll be back with a final episode of the week as we get you set for Saturday afternoon in Smashville for the Redskins and the Titans. Adios. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 